welcome in everyone to another edition of Hustle with Us. I'm here with you today, your host, Tristan Plunkett. I got Craig Mushino here with me as well. Craig, how are we living today? Living large, man. Living large and living healthy. I mean, as we just found out, talking, talking with our guest today, Dr. Nick Bonforte, it's a little bit of a different interview we did here. Not uh, Usually not getting into the medical side of things, more the uh, exercises and drills when you're working out. Uh, obviously, Dr. Nick here, he, he handles all the, post, all the post stuff after an unfortunate injury comes up. So uh, it's a very interesting interview, I think. Craig, what'd you think? Well, you know, I always like talking about the people's entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, Dr. Bonforte, he got into some details about why he started up his own practice. Um, you know, he was starting out working, working at a, at a bigger practice and just couldn't give patients the level of attention that he's able to now in his own practice. And so, you know, he, he tells us a little bit about how he really gets into the background behind uh, why he recommends what he recommends. And there's no way he'd be able to do that if he didn't have his own practice. And so, yeah, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love the grind. Um, and then he also gives some really good advice that our athletes can use. Absolutely. Yeah. We were just talking how uh, uh, we might need to shift our workout routines a little bit based off what he was saying, right? Absolutely. I'm like, I'm a big time static stretcher. I need to you know, switch that up a little bit, I think. Get a little bit more movement, you know, it might not be the yeah. best for the body. You need, you need to keep, you need to keep moving, uh, keep it dynamic as opposed to static. We'll get into all those terms here in the interview. Um, and he, he touches on, he touches on a lot of things from right after the injury to uh, really trying to make sure you prevent it in the future, you know, making sure that you, whatever you did injure ankle, knee, arm, whatever that is can withstand that injury in that same position. Cause honestly, unfortunately it'll most likely happen again. That's just the nature of the body. Um, it also talks a little bit about, you know, active recoveries as we're saying after a game, he's a big fan of that, but also still listen to the body. Got to do it right. We'll let him just dis- discuss all that right here. Now it's a Dr. Nick Bonforte. He's the owner of drive physical therapy. You can find him on Instagram. He'll, he'll give out his handle doctor dot NJ Bonforte. And I'll also see him online, drivepteamperformance.com. Before we get into it, you know the drill. Go ahead and scroll down. Give us that rating, five stars if we're so lucky. Make sure you're checking us out on all the social media channels there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Hustle With Us. But with hate, we know what you came for. Without further ado, Dr. Nick Bonforte. Before we get to our interview, a quick word about the Hustle Sports training app. If you're an athlete trying to improve your skills or a youth sports coach trying to develop your players with an effective training program, look no further than the Hustle app. Hustle is the simplest way to learn new sports skills. We partner with coaches and trainers at all levels to produce instructional videos and training plans that will help you to improve your fundamentals and master advanced techniques. Whether you're building out your practice plans or looking to improve your form, techniques, or fitness, Hustle has a training plan for you. Download our app in iTunes or the Google Play App Store by searching Hustle Training or visit our website at hustletraining.com. Get a leg up on your competition with Hustle. All right, here we go. All right, welcome in, everyone. We have with us a very special guest, Dr. Nick Bonforte, hailing out of the East Coast over there in Jersey, He's the owner of Drive Physical Therapy, and he helps 
athletes like yourselves, like you listeners out there of all ages, uh, with those, uh, with a lot of the muscle treatment and, you know, just getting it back to 100% whenever you work in a strain or a sprain or anything like that. Dr. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's get, let's get right into it. So you are a physical therapist. Uh, you do treat these sports injuries. What, uh, what kind of led you down this path? When did you decide that uh, being a physical therapist was the route you wanted to take? Yeah. So yeah, currently right now I'm, I'm, uh, I have a private practice that deals with uh, musculoskeletal injuries. So from pains and sprains and strains and a large part of my population is like the uh, athletics kind of there. Uh, and what led me down this route is I've always been an athlete myself. I mean, I played college basketball. I'm still doing uh, recreational sports now. I'm more into like tennis and, and biking now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, like I'm doing like a, a league or anything with sports now, but it's not organized, but I still uh, am involved with a lot of athletic things. So when I was younger and going through school, I knew I wanted to always work with athletes and see how I can um, share my knowledge of working out and uh, doing those things with other people. So it really all started when I was in undergrad and one of the teachers that I had in anatomy and physiology really opened my eyes on uh, the path that I could take with being a physical therapist and how I could blend uh, my exercise science background and strength and conditioning background with more of a medical approach. And I could play both sides of, of this performance and rehab type of thing. So uh, long story short, I wound up going on to PT school, getting my doctorate in physical therapy, uh, shortly after graduating, opened up my own practice and uh, it's uh, been like that since. So I'm able to now work with a lot of athletes and these weekend warrior type of patients and clients and uh, share personal experiences and kind of know what their goals are to get them doing what they want to continue to do without putting any hindrance on them, which is typically what they hear from other healthcare professionals, which I try to kind of avoid and not get that stigma of that I'm not going to let you, quote unquote, do a sport because you're dealing with an issue. So I try to manage those things as best as I can to uh, continue letting them play and uh, work out. Right. No, and that's always the best way to do it. I'd say get them back there out on the field uh, in the safest way possible, most efficient way possible as well. Is there a specific sport or uh, I should say athletes of a specific sport that you work with? Um, It ranges, but I mean, currently right now off the top of my head, I deal with a lot of uh, basketball players, uh, field hockey and lacrosse. Those are like the big three that I'm that I'm currently seeing right now. Got it. And so when you, uh, when, you know, you went through PT school and you decided to open up your own, your own practice, how did you decide to, to do that rather than, you know, joining another one or joining one of the big leagues out there? Yeah, I, I think it really all stems from uh, when, when you uh, first get out of school as a physical therapist and you get your first job, you kind of just get thrown into the fire and with how this healthcare system works, I mean, when I was working at my first job, I was seeing anywhere from 24 to 30 patients in a day. 
And I, I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be a different way that I can provide value and proper care to these clients that are coming in to see me. And I think when you're bombarded with that many clients or patients, it's just impossible to give the necessary care. So um, that really um, sparked that interest into me to, to figure out a way where I can do this on my own and provide more value to the person that's coming to see me. So now every session is, I go one-on-one for an hour. So there's a lot of things I can complete in that hour and appreciate that more instead of just doing this run-of-the-mill type of clinics where you see the therapist for like 10 minutes. I I just don't understand how they can um, provide that much care and value when it's that short of a time. Got it. Yeah. And we really like um, hearing about that entrepreneurial spirit. A lot of the coaches and trainers that we talk to regularly here on the podcast, they've got that similar entrepreneurial drive um, and, and they know how to better support their clients. And, and it sounds like there's some similarities there. Um, cool. So you mentioned basketball um, as a kind of a typical injuries that you see. Can you describe um, some of the most common basketball injuries that you encounter? Yeah, uh, commonly, I would say uh, some knee issues, some knee pathologies, and uh, the classic ankle sprain. So I hear a lot, I went for a layup and I, or a jump shot, and I came down and I landed on my, the opponent's foot and my, my ankle twisted inward. So um, I, I come across a lot of ankle sprains and knee issues, and uh, typically I'm um, adapting the ankle to withstand that ankle sprain position because most likely it's going to happen again. So instead of, uh, you know, typically going into PT, you get you know, put in a brace, you're told kind of not to put your ankle in that position. And uh, that doesn't make too much sense because it's inevitable that the ankle will most likely twist again, given how, given the athlete and how much they're playing and how much working out they're doing. So my job is to best prepare them. Okay. And then what's the typical treatment? Say, you know, they, they come in with the sprained ankle or others. What are um, some of the typical things that you do with them while you're treating? Yeah. So that, that really all depends on what exactly, who, who's exactly in front of me. So for example, if a person's come in and they're in a lot of pain, I have to figure out ways that I can kind of decrease or minimize the pain to get the most out of the session. So if they need hands-on work, then they get hands-on or soft tissue work to reduce the pain to get to things, other, other aspects of the the session. So um, if they need corrections and certain movement that might contribute to certain movement faults or they need, specific strengthening in different planes of motion to help them in their sport. Um, they'll get more exercise. So it's a combination of, I would say, hands-on um, without trying to create a reliance on my hands. But if they need the hand, I'm making sure giving them the corrective narrative of why they need that and then giving them exercises that's ultimately going to heal them and make them more stronger and robust to adapt to things they're going to be doing outside of therapy. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you see these guys uh, after the fact, after an unfortunate injury has occurred. Is there uh, any 
any tips you give for preventative measures, you know, common preventative measures? Is it exercises or stretches, any specific kind? Um, not, I wouldn't say specific kind. I think in, in general, a lot of younger athletes, they, they miss the point of, of taking care of their body and they, with how much information and how much social media is out there, I think everyone wants to do like the next coolest thing or the next like fat exercise. And I think keeping it basic and taking care of just simple body maintenance gets overlooked when you're at age, because when you're at that age, if, if you get hurt, you're young, you recover quickly and you're just off to the next day and it's probably not going to, bother you but then these issues can recur and then they could say ah i've been always dealing with this knee issue or i've always been dealing with this ankle issue or back issue so it's it's figuring out ways um that athletes can take certain things to do daily and maximize on that so they're always taking care of their body so it's like trying to relate it to their workout so it's educating them a lot on why this is important to their their daily day of uh, their workouts and their quote prehab approach. Got it. So now just sticking with that sort of uh, what Craig mentioned earlier, the most common uh, treatment plans and and preventative measures. You think uh, you know kinetic versus moving stretches always helps more? Does it vary by the injury? Do you find yourself uh, initiating one of those treatment plans more often? Uh. Make sure, I just want to make sure I'm understanding the question correctly. So are you talking like what's like, do you want me to describe kind of the difference between like static and like dynamic stretching? Exactly. Yeah. And, and do you find, do you find that either is more beneficial for the patient usually? Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of debate now is if like static stretching is even beneficial because there's a bunch of research hmm. showing, showing that static stretching could potentially decrease the force uh, absorption capacity abilities of the tissue, which, and if that takes place, then you're unable to take a lot of force, which then increases the likelihood of a potential injury to happen. Cause then if your muscles and joints can't take that force, then you are leading to more susceptibility. That's, um, and that's a whole nother rabbit hole to go down and conversation, but that's what some will say. And then some will say more dynamic stretching is good. I'm for more of um, trying to gain as much mobility under control as possible. And I'm not totally against static stretching. Is there a time and place? Yeah. But I would say I'm more into the dynamic type of stretching and dynamic type of warm-ups before you're working out. And then afterwards, more of this like active mobility routine to um, keep the body going and uh, not just hanging out on static stretching. Uh, but is there a time and place? Do I prescribe some of those? Yeah, but it's definitely not the majority. Got it. I need to update my uh, stretching routines based on some of that feedback. Um, a yeah, question that I had, yeah. you know, how do you adjust your strategy when working with youth athletes versus, you know, more mature or, um, you know, higher level athletes, especially, you know, given that it might be difficult at times to ensure that your athletes adhere to your recommendations and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, 
you know, how do you change your strategy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think a lot of it comes down to is, uh, education and explaining the reasoning behind it. Because a lot of times when I deal with these younger athletes, they don't necessarily see the point They're, They think like, oh, I'm just doing like a bridge exercise because it helps my hips. Like how does, and they might not even think like, how's this helping me uh, play basketball? So I try to relate it to their sport and how it ties in to uh, their specific sport. And then you get more buy-in in terms of like a rehab approach. The more mature the athlete is, they understand it better and they, they've been through it. So they kind of understand why. But if I'm kind of gauging from the person in front of me that they're kind of lost and they don't understand why they're doing it, uh, I have to assess that quickly and pick up on that and then adjust the, the treatment and the, the time appropriately so they're understanding why they're getting what they're getting and, and the why behind it. Got it. So there's really no one-size-fits-all approach. Um, yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned basketball is a common one. Um, you know, it's baseball season right now. Um, watching a lot of baseball on TV. Do you do you get a lot of uh, baseball related injuries? Maybe you know, off the top of my head, I would expect pitching related injuries in the arms. Yeah. Um, you know, is how's that coming in? Yeah, I actually I'm treating two college athletes actually right now uh well three uh one for uh rotator cuff tendinopathy and then two for um ulnar collateral ligamentous issues so like an uh, ucl strain um so a lot of and I, i've worked with um some professional baseball players in the past too so i, I come across uh some good things to do with them depending on the injury but for example, like right now that I'm seeing these elbow guys, um, usually it's not a result of like the elbow. It's that's like what that's the joint that's talking to you, but that could be maybe a result of a lack of thoracic spine rotation or a lack of shoulder strength, which is then uh, puts excessive force on the elbow. So it's fig with these baseball players, it's figuring out what things around their body, uh, might be the result of why the elbow is taking uh, certain stresses. Okay. Got it. And is there um, an age when uh, players can start throwing curveballs? I know that's a, a common question that oh, gets debated man. quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't know enough about, I don't know the research behind specific ages and when they could start throwing certain curve balls or, or whatnot and certain pitches. I, I don't know off the top of my head, to be honest, but what I would say about that is as long as you're preparing the athlete and the athlete's body to withstand whatever force you're telling them to do, then you've got to go off of that. So that's what I would say on that. As long as you're adapting to certain positions and forces and motions then you're you're better off than saying, oh, you're you're 12, you're good to go. Oh, you're 11 and a half, you can't do it. I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now just sticking with the baseball theme here, um, and then reverting back to basketball as well. Any kind of any tools that you incorporate a lot into your training? You know, I, I see you post the Instagram videos up there uh, with the weight benches and all that, but obviously. Uh, uh, 
standing push up uh, for a leg injury and then dealing with a guy that's got a hurt arm uh in t- two entirely different treatment plans there any specific tools that you really like to use let's let's just say for basketball and then with baseball players maybe um not specific uh i would just say like i i incorporate um a lot of band work so i i use a lot of band work which provides different resistances at different stages of motion uh that i incorporate to certain positions a lot of free weights um like dumbbells and then a lot of like just simple body weight stuff so i wouldn't say i just there's like one specific tool i I use a bunch or uh like the vertimax i use the vertimax for certain stages that maybe towards like the end stages of rehab for a basketball player so then they could start to uh, experience something a little bit different or more load or more of a a strenuous type of uh, approach um, so it, it varies depending on, again, who's in front of me and, and what exactly do they need and what do they need to get adapted to. So it's being creative and, um, yeah, using what you got. Right, exactly. And I mean, like we've said uh, this entire interview, it's going gonna, it's gonna to vary by, by what the injury is, how old they are, what, what they were doing when they did it. It's, it all changes up. So my next question was going yeah. to be um, somewhere in that range, but we'll just we'll move on from that here. I got a, I got one quick one on, um, you know, you see baseball teams, basketball teams, all sorts of teams. They'll get a workout in after a game. What's your mindset on that? Do you think it's, that's really the rest and relaxation period or what does, what kind of shock does that bring to the body? If any, you know, getting, getting a workout in right after, right after playing, you know, full 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the intensity level. I'm all for like a, a nice act of recovery for resting and not just, uh, after the game, just sit on the couch and do nothing. So, like for example, after a, a workout in, in basketball, if we're on that on basketball uh, sport, uh, maybe doing like light bike work afterwards, just to just to keep the body going and, and cooling. You know, I, I don't have a big problem with that, um, but it's going to vary depending on uh, intensity level during their sport because. I mean, there's times when I was younger and I would play a, a full basketball game and maybe I, I was just dogging a little bit in the game and I worked out right after that, like li- would go lift weights because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't put a lot of intensity into the game. I was maybe lazy that game, so I had energy to do it. So it's all dependent on, on kind of the intensity level and how much and, – and also listening to your body, like – there's a point where you can push yourself, but you don't want to over push yourself and start to get the detrimental effects that you can see uh, versus having, you know, just that whole like mindset of mental toughness and always push, 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 push. You got to look at the other side of the spectrum too and look on body maintenance and care and proper recovery. Listen to your body and, uh, and make sure that you're not overexerting yourself, but Hey, active recovery never, never hurts either. You know, you don't want to shock the body too quickly. Well, Doc, I appreciate, really appreciate your time here today. Um, I think we got a lot of good information out of it, and I know that maybe some of our listeners out there with ailing injuries, they can take something away and incorporate it into their own recovery period. Um, We want to get into something that we do with all of our guests here before we let you go. A little rapid fire round. Uh, We're just going to fire some questions at you, and, uh, you know, you just come back. First thing that comes to mind, we'll, 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 you know, we're not going to go too tough on you. We're not going to ask you to recite the Magna Carta or anything like that. But uh, start off real easy, not related to physical therapy at all. 
favorite sports movie of all time? Uh, Rudy. Ooh. All right. Growing up, um, what sport were you best at? Basketball. Got it. Where'd you play in college? Uh, my first year I played at CW Post in Long Island. Got it. Okay, no, that's that's just something that came to me right there. All right, sticking with it. Uh, best pregame music when warming up? Eminem. Ooh. Nice. Any um, YouTube channels that are, that you'd recommend our uh, listeners check out to get um, you know additional information about what we talked about today? Oh, man. Blanking. Dr. Nick's Instagram page. That's where that's where he's gonna tell you. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Don't go to YouTube. Go to my Instagram page. There you go. And DM me. Ask the questions Perfect. there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Uh all right. Last one here. Um best post game meal. Uh I, I personally I like chocolate milk and a bagel. I like that. A little breakfast for dinner. Never heard anybody right there. I love it. I appreciate, we appreciate the time here today. Before we let you go, we did mention that Instagram page. Go ahead and let us know where we can find you all over the, all over the interwebs there and where can, where can people learn more? Yeah. So my Instagram account is at dr.njbunforte, my last name. Uh, I post pretty much daily. I post a lot of rehab exercises that could be used also into training um and you can find me there on instagram and uh that's the main source i use for social media perfect all right yeah and that's bumforte b-u-o-n forte f-o-r-t-e for all you folks scouring the webs right now trying to figure that out coach <laughs> appreciate your time one more time here today uh hopefully we'll be able to check in with you down the line you know maybe we'll see some yeah absolutely. certain injuries pop up here late in the season we want to bring you on get your take on it um, but until then, take care and definitely keep keep fighting the good fight. I appreciate it. No, I, I had a great time. Thank you for uh, having me. I, I really appreciate it. 